1: Are you leading with compassion or are you considered ruthless? There is plenty of room for both types of leaders, but the best way to lead successfully is to balance boldness and integrity, using kindness and compassion to earn respect. Combine this with a go-getter, visionary, and aggressive drive to stay competitive. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks. We'll use the ideas heard today and in this series to help you use every advantage to achieve the best end result. Now, here's your host, Kathy Fairbanks.
2: Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host Kathy Fairbanks, and I'm so delighted that you've enjoyed that you have joined us today. Now, we're going to change up the show a little bit today. Based upon some feedback we have from the listeners, I'm getting a lot of intrigue about just what is this compassionate samurai mindset. Well, it's one thing to have a mindset. It's one thing to have the 10 traits listed on your wall or posted on your computer, but it's a whole nother thing to dive deep into exactly what those traits mean and what they do for you when you establish these 10 traits into your business and personal life. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a defining lesson, kind of Compassionate Samurai 101, and dive into these traits and see what we can do about applying them into our lives. Now, for you listeners who have never heard of the term Compassionate Samurai, I know I never heard the term until about, oh, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago, and I want to define what that really means, and this was a term that was coined by the founder of Klimmer and Associates, and this term, in his eyes, and what he really means by the term is if you look at life and kind of look at life with two different people in mind. And the first type would be people who are nice, who are good-hearted. They're the compassionate people, but they can't make much things happen in life. Um, they might even be a doormat from time to time. Now, the other kind of people Brian Klemmer observed are the kind of people who could make everything happen. However... Even though they were creators and go-getters in the world, and maybe they were even aggressive in society, what he would also find is sometimes these people were self-centered, greedy, and unethical. So he wondered, wouldn't it be great if we could have two things happening at the very same time without losing your integrity? And that's how the concept of the compassionate samurai was really given birth. It was about producing extraordinary results in what we know as a dog-eat-dog world and maintain the highest level of ethics. So that is your definition of a compassionate samurai. Now, I want to go and I want to acknowledge a bit about where the word Samurai comes from. You may know that in 12th century Japan, that government was dominated really by Samurai. And that happened until 1868. So, you have a little bit of a history lesson today, too. The word Samurai actually means to serve, And what we're talking about is really balancing that warrior-like mindset with that of compassion. And they can make a perfect union together. And you can also live a life of peacefulness and integrity. That's what we're talking about. All right? So this excitement can create momentum in your life and the character's Traits can also create a life that has meaning. Very, very important. Now, let's move on to character trait number one. It's about commitment. Now, some people will be running for the hills when they hear the word commitment. They may be even a little commitment phobic. So let's address this issue head on. In the work of Compassionate Samurai, they actually say what they mean and they do what they say. They make bold promises, and they keep them. If we look at average people, and I think we all know average people these days, they actually do what they say as long as it's convenient. Do you get the difference? Doing as you say as long as it's convenient versus making those bold promises and keeping them. Now, when it comes to commitment in the compassionate samurai world and viewpoint, commitment just doesn't have conditions. You follow through whether it feels good or bad or uncomfortable, and average people do just what they feel. There's a huge difference in that. In fact, a compassionate samurai gets very comfortable with becoming uncomfortable. So if you pl- apply this in business, when you're looking to grow your business, you're expanding the elasticity of your business. And it can be very uncomfortable to have those growing pains. No doubt about that. It's often said that the greatest tragedy in life is either living an unfulfilled life or a life that lacks principles. It's why these important traits really can dive deep and and have an underlying foundation within your company. Now, commitment is also the basis for trust, and we're going to talk about trust a little bit later, but that foundational relationship of trust allows you to either keep your promises, keep your commitment, or unfortunately, if you destroy your trust or you break your trust, the commitment level and the trust level that people have with you is no longer there It can be the death of a company, no doubt about it. We can take it as simple as people who make New Year's resolutions. There are a lot of people who do not make New Year's resolutions. Basically, that's a promise to yourself. And the reason they don't make New Year's resolutions is they know they're not going to keep them. They're not even trustworthy to themselves. So making those New New Year's resolutions is actually an element of trust and commitment and a lot of people will make excuses right excuses are a dime a dozen and they'll come up with excuses do any of these sound familiar to you for instance you might hear people say well I didn't really need that raise anyway or I didn't really want to go for that promotion so I didn't even turn in the application Or, I'm not really into having a lot of things. I don't need any new toys, new cars, new boats, whatever that might look like. And maybe for them, the key to happiness is having no desire at all. How many times do you hear people say, "Mm, It's just not God's will? If it's meant to happen, it'll happen. And how many people say things like, rich, rich folks are greedy, they don't have a heart for compassion anymore, and I don't want to be like them. Those things, if those are coming out of your mouth or coming top of mind, that can also be a clue in terms of what you're settling for in life is mediocrity versus going in for those bold commitments of life. And... It's important to make sure that these commitments, absolutely commitments, are your key focus because this is a foundational trait. Without having commitment and the intention to succeed, there's absolutely no hope for your business. Now, I'm going to close out with the word commitment today with a quote from Martin Luther King. And he said, I won't have any money to leave behind. I won't have any fine and luxurious things of life to leave behind, but I just want to leave a committed life behind. Now, I don't know about you, but that really resonates with me in terms of commitment. Now, let's move on to the second trait. What we're talking about on the second trait of Compassionate Samurai is personal responsibility. Now, that can be a place where people find that there's really nowhere to hide. And so instead of coming up with solutions, they'll often come up with reasons why they can't. All right. So one of my very favorite things to think about in compassionate samurai is they choose to move forward. And average people have to. I was just reminded of that phrase, the difference between choosing to and having to, when I was doing an interview this morning with one of our new clients. And this happens to be a a government client. And when I was speaking with him, his languaging underscored the have to mentality. I kind of lost track of how many times he mentioned, well, one of the things I have to do in my job is this. Another thing I have to do is that and that victim mentality allows him to stay pretty stuck and not going into this personal responsibility which creates freedom he chooses to do this he chooses to do that one of my favorite quotes around personal responsibility it comes from an unknown author and it goes like this a man can fail many times But he isn't a failure until he begins to blame someone else. Ouch! When there's no one else to blame and the spotlight's on you, how often do we get a little squirmy, a little wiggly around personal responsibility? It brings me to one of the favorite stories that Brian Klemmer, the founder of Clemmer & Associates, would tell often in seminars, and that's about a construction worker where every day this worker was showing up and he was complaining about the lousy peanut butter and jelly sandwich that kept showing up in his lunch pail every single day. And after about a week's worth of hearing him complain about the lousy peanut butter and jelly sandwich, his co-workers turned to him and said, hey, we're getting pretty tired of this complaint. Why don't you just tell your wife to fix you a roast beef for a tuna sandwich for lunch? And he turned around to his co-workers and he said, wife? I don't have a wife. I made this sandwich myself. Now, I get that that's kind of a ridiculous story, but how many times are we making the sandwich in our life? Let's say, now I happen to like peanut butter, so I'd be happy with it, but how many times are we making a lousy sandwich that we don't like, and we keep putting that in our lunch pail, and we're taking it into work every single day and complaining about our circumstances? So just to notice... Write a few things down. Write down a few things that might be areas that can improve your experience if you were willing to change the circumstances. All right? Another... In terms of changing how you're taking on res- personal responsibility, it can give you a different viewpoint for different outcomes to come into your life. And most importantly, a shift in your thinking around personal responsibility can create a complete shift around when you're in the driver's seat. It's powerful. You get to go from a place of choice. And that certainly is a powerful way to come from and navigate your business principles. All right, we are just about ready to come up on a break. And what I want to do next is finish out on personal responsibility and leave you with a quote. You are never without the ability to choose in life. The question would be, what sort of choices are you making in life in order to make it happen? Now, when we come back from our break, we're going to dive into another of the 10 traits of the compassionate samurai, and that's around the trait of contribution. Stay with us. We have eight more traits to learn about.
3: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: If
1: you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. To the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is Kathy at Compassionate Samurai Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour.
2: Hello, and welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and today we are actually taking a deep dive into the 10 traits of the compassionate samurai. Now, we've talked about the trait of commitment already. We've talked about personal responsibility, and now we're moving on to contribution. And in the world of compassionate samurai, they give without thought of personal gain average people actually give when there's something in it for them, and it doesn't cost too much. So, one of my favorite quotes to think about when it comes to contribution is a Winston Churchill quote, and that is, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. So, with compassionate samurai, the meaning being to serve. The question often comes up with how can I serve this person or this organization or this country? That's what the true meaning of samurai is. It's looking to be extraordinary. You can have great profit in your company and in your marketplace and be a compassionate samurai business person if you choose to make great contribution to your community and to your society as well. It's not mutually exclusive. Wealth does not mean you can't contribute to your community. and. In this day and age, we all know people who accumulate a great deal of wealth, but they're not paying it forward. They're not giving back to the community. So I would really ask you to take a look at your business and see where you are making a contribution. Now, sometimes there's something in it for you, and sometimes there's not. That's not the point. The point is giving of yourself. And camp, compassionate samurai also give of themselves when it comes to service, and that is a worthy, worthy cause. They're contingent, continually looking to make a difference in this world. So I'd like to go over six of the benefits of giving. Number one, it feels good to give, and number two. You give to get. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to get in the same way that you've given. Keep that in mind. It also builds loyalty. Number four, it increases your power. All right? And number five, giving without recognition also increases your power. And if you happen to be a spiritual person, it can also increase your spirituality. So let's talk about that a little bit. I was in a position not so long ago where I was sitting in the audience, and the author was a little distraught. He had just gotten off of a plane a flight overnight um, from Vietnam, and when he was checking his emails, his uh, yeah, his emails, he realized that he had an urgent need to get a set of his books shipped down to someone who was going to hand off the books with someone who was leaving the country right away. So there was a, a time element involved and he knew, he was actually uh, voicing and venting a little bit with the audience that he didn't know how he was going to solve this problem because he couldn't leave the seminar room that day, the conference room that day. And I was sitting there thinking, huh, I know how to solve his problem. I can go to the back of the room, grab a few of his books. I'm assuming that he would want to autograph those books, and he did. And I can just drop them off at the postal service, send them overnight for him on my way home because I wasn't going to stay over. There was no second day where he had another flight to catch that evening. And so... I came from a place of contribution. There was nothing directly in it for me to walk up to this complete stranger and say, Hey, I heard you have a problem and I have a way to solve the problem. If you'd like to autograph these books, I'd be more than happy to send these books for you if you provide the address. And he was delighted. Now, he looked at me like I was a little bit of a crazy person because I'm not on his staff. And he was very, very grateful. At the same time, he pulled out his wallet to reimburse me for shipping the package overnight. Now, I refused that. I said, please, let me be this gift to you. And I kind of chuckled because he hesitated a little bit in receiving. And sometimes that can happen with a compassionate samurai where you're... In great muscle memory and used to providing gifts and making a contribution to the world. And sometimes as a compassionate samurai, one can forget to receive. And that gave me a moment to actually look at him and say, you know, Kevin, I'm guessing that you're really well-trained and completely passionate and dedicated to giving back to the world. And sometimes your biggest challenge may be to receive. Would you please receive? this as a gift to me and he did and he let me pay for that overnight postage I tracked it sent him an email and let him know when it was delivered obviously there was nothing in it for me it was just a pure contribution and I will say after the conversation was complete with the mailing of the package he came back to me and he said you know what I'd like to give you an opportunity to come to one of my seminars, a, a larger seminar that I'm offering. And I said, well, I've already signed up for it. And he said, well, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to waive your tuition. Now, when I volunteered to contribute to him, I had no idea What would come back to me in the future? And it won't always work that way, but that was a gigantic gift this man provided to me. So when it comes to contribution, again, it's a way of having a larger life and power and control over your life. Now, the fourth trait we'd like to discuss today is that around focus. And compassionate samurai, they actually anchor their reality to their vision, where average people anchor their vision to their reality. There's a big difference there. And we all know focus is your ability to direct your attention to the efforts and the activity that you desire and make sure that even when objections come up, that you're not distracted. In fact, obstacles are a way for us to double check to make sure that we're still staying in our focus, that we're grounded and centered behind the need and the the goals that we have within our work. Now, why would an average person ever succumb to being unfocused well there's three primary areas that are related to lack of focus and that would be because they aren't focused because they're either unwilling or unable to be focused a lot of this has to do with dedication and discipline Number two, they may be focusing on the wrong things, things that make them ineffective. So part of that is the prioritization of your business. Are you really focusing on the right things that are going to be monetized and impact and affect your bottom line? And then the third area that often relates to non-focus is they're still unaware of what the issues are surrounding them they're living very myopically and not let's say not soliciting a team to back them and they're just not they're not aware of what their circumstances are now, compassionate samurai are better able to make wise decisions and think clearly and have a lot of fun when they are focused. So I want to share with you a story that my mentor, well, one of my mentors, Brian Clemmer, shared with me about an exercise that he experienced with his mentor. And he was out on a men's retreat one day and they had paid over $7,500 for this particular retreat. So it wasn't an inexpensive commitment. And one of the things that the mentor asked them all to do was to pull out a $100 bill. So everybody pulled out a $100 bill, some of them begrudgingly. And then what happened next was his mentor then handed them one by one a rifle. And he said, all right, whoever gets the most shots at the target is going to be the recipient of all $4,000 that we've collected here. So best shot wins. And at that time, Brian Clemmer was actually a West Point grad. And so he really felt that he had a leg up on this particular exercise. And what he didn't know was going to happen when it came time to shoot and each and every individual had an opportunity to shoot at their target, what would happen was the mentor would recreate so much distraction, yelling in the ears, noise, distraction, visual, uh, physical distraction, and each and every student lost their ability to focus and they weren't able to hit the target. They were off center. One of the things that Brian was very clear about is he was going to remain grounded and focused. And he did. Now, he came in second place that day. First place went to the mentor. And Brian also asked a lot of questions. The whys behind the whys. Was there a reason? What was the reason for this particular exercise? And I think it's pretty obvious here. In life, the bigger goals you have, that's going to attract the larger obstacles in life. And if you can stay focused, completely focused on what your big picture is, what your dream is, and keep your team focused on the goal, no matter what those distractions are, whether it's the economy, whether it's the loss of a large client, uh, whether it's illness in the organization, then you're able to hit that target every single time makes a difference on how you show up and what you're focused on. Now, what I want to go into now is the fifth trait, and that's around honesty. As we know, compassionate Samurais say what they mean, and they mean what they say. Average people are honest when it's convenient. So I want to share a story with you. This was one about honesty, and I don't need to define what the word honesty is. When you show up as honest, sometimes it can be uncomfortable. And I'm going to share a story with you that my acupuncturist actually shared with me the other day. He is a target shooter. He loves to hunt and he's out there uh, at a specialty, very elite class of people who like to shoot at targets. And it's a big deal. It's a big deal to him. And he said on his best day, he might come in fifth or sixth or seventh. And I want to say there were maybe a thousand people. And some of these people make a really, really, um, they're military and they, um, they make a living, literally, by being on their target. Well, in this particular day, he thought he was very fortunate. He got first place, scored the most points. Later that evening, he got a big award for it. Later that evening, he discovered when he was looking up the scoring that there was an error and he actually didn't get first place. got third place. Now, He was at a crossroads. Do I speak up and say, hey, I didn't really get this? Or did he just keep the trophy and the prize himself? Well, of course, he let the organization know I didn't win. There was a scoring error because he honestly knew that he was not the recipient of that first prize. Let's go to break now. We're going to come back and talk about honor, the sixth trait of the compassionate samurai. Stay with us.
3: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to be the change you wish to be? Live with passion. On Success Inside, host Aparna will share some of the world's best ideas from today's thought leaders. You'll hear success stories from around the world. Guests include inspiring authors, world leaders, spiritual leaders, and successful entrepreneurs. It's time to live the life of your dreams. Listen for Success Inside, airing live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead The Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: to the compassionate samurai business hour to reach kathy fairbanks or her guests today please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790 again that's 1-866-472-5790 if you'd rather send an email the email address is kathy at compassionate samurai show.com now back to the compassionate samurai business hour
2: Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks. And today we're talking about the 10 traits of the compassionate samurai. Next up is character trait number six. And by the way, these are not in any particular order. You can take these traits on in a daily practice and really monitor where you're going and where you're driving these traits. When it comes to honor, compassionate samurai hold principles above personal benefit. And average people do whatever is best for themselves. A famous quote by an unknown author, very famous quote, integrity is the essence of everything successful. That's powerful. Integrity is the essence of everything successful. Now, one of the things that I'm ri- reminded of is to hold someone up in honor, is to hold them in hel- in high self-esteem and also respect. And the other day I was talking to my mom, we were making holiday uh, preparations, and she said something that truly, truly warmed my heart. Uh, we have a 21-year-old son in college, and apparently he texted his grandparents and said, Hey, I'm not sure how long we're going to be visiting you over the holidays, but if you've have any special projects or anything that needs to be done hold back on those projects and I will be more than happy to help you with those and as a mama I was so warmed in my heart because I knew I didn't coach my son to send that text to his grandparents. He did that on his own from being an honorable 21-year-old man who also was expressing honor to his grandparents. And that really warmed my heart. So where do we take that out in business? Well, one of the things that we can honor our team with is the opportunity for our team to feel heard. That's such an important aspect of being a compassionate samurai because oftentimes we can be so busy running a company and making the decisions and being very caught up in the task and even barking out orders from time to time. That's not a very honoring behavior. What would be honorable is to ask for your team for input and value their input. Let them know when you're making course corrections in the company because of their valued input. Oftentimes, it can be the difference between you having a conversation with your team or possibly a monologue with your team. I know the other day I received a, a survey request from the president of Clemmer and Associates and that's Kimberly Zink and she's one of my mentors that walks her talk and well all my mentors walk their talk but she walks her talk in such a beautiful and elegant way and is a lifelong learner and so in this survey she really put an appeal out there to everyone on Team Climmer. please be gut level honest. Let me know where the glaring holes are in the way that I'm leading. Let me know what you need more of from me as a leader. Let me know how to support you in being your best self. And just having the opportunity to provide that level of feedback in a very, very candid manner is valuable. This is a team that I am so incredibly loyal to because I feel like there's a voice and everybody's voice matters. Now, that doesn't mean that my opinion would always be adopted. What it means is I feel heard and I am then in a complete position to honor and follow the leaders and the management team of this company because I do feel heard. So that's such an important aspect of being honorable. Now let's move on to trait number seven, and that's trust. Compassionate samurai, they have the capacity to trust others and themselves with their life and the wisdom to know when to do so. Average people are often either unwilling to trust others or to be as trustworthy as they are, or they trust blindly without doing diligence. So you can just imagine the dominoes involved in that. One of my favorite quotes from Dr. Frank Crane is, you may be deceived if you trust too much, but you will live in torment if you don't trust enough. So there is a fine balance there to know exactly where you're trusting in business and where you're not. And one of the key elements is the compassionate samurai do have the 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 capacity to trust others as well as, as themselves with their lives and then knowing that wisdom of when to do so. So why would you trust? Well, Number one, it's the only way to really access the synergistic energy of teamwork. If you're not able to trust your team, you're all on that life raft together. If you're not able to trust your team, the forward movement of your team gets stalled. Trust also builds intimacy in relationship. I've got your back actually means something. And, Trust releases huge time freedom and efficiency. Trust is really, or delegation is a byproduct of trust. How many leaders, how many entrepreneurs, small and medium business leaders, do we have running the show where they think they're the only ones who can make every decision? That's really keeping them away from releasing this time freedom and efficiency that their company would have to offer. Trust is also a primary tool for making a difference and being of service. And trusting also gives you a feeling of exhilaration. You're not looking behind your back all the time and putting energy into keeping all your marbles. You're able to really have that feeling of exhilaration because you've created a beautiful team that allows you to move forward. All right. We're going to move on now to trust number, our compassionate samurai trait number eight. And that has to do with abundance. Now, I'm not talking just about financial abundance. Abundance can come to us in many, many different forms. It can be financial abundance, but it can also be abundance of health, abundance of relationship, and abundance of time. So this is where, when we're on the subject matter of abundance, a compassionate samurai would ask, how can I? How can I accomplish this task? How can we get to these goals? How can we produce these results? An average person is going to be saying, can I? There's a heavy, heavy phrase there, can I? It's the difference between saying we can't versus can we. So when it comes to abundance... Um, there's, there's a reason I didn't talk about abundance first. And that's because sometimes you will need to build a foundation, kind of, um, a little muscle memory and some foundation of building blocks to start winning toward that abundance mindset. And that abundance mindset means you're starting to see the finish line and managing a small business what that means is you might be starting out as a small business and you're moving into that mid-tier level of business and as a visionary you're kind of doing some reverse engineering as well you're trying to figure out okay if we're going to be a 500 million dollar company what are the things that we need to put into practice today as a 100 million dollar company in order to get to the finish So as a visionary, you can see that abundant finish line and reverse engineering, learning to deal with adverse conditions, such as obstacles where, um, let's say, in the finance department, they left off an extra zero uh, when it came to expenses that month, or Let's say that one of your key players decided to change jobs or go back to school. You left a key player. Not going victim to those circumstances um, is key in terms of having that abundant mindset and shattering that scarcity mindset. Another key element of this abundant mindset is to make sure that you as a company, an owner, or an individual isn't looking to go straight to that top of the ladder. Now, if it happens in a fast pace, fantastic, wonderful. But anytime you're taking a shortcut into the field of getting right to the top of the ladder, constantly asking yourself, what are the prices and what are the benefits for the decision I'm making is key. The decisions that I'm making is key. Because if you don't know the prices you're paying, you may not see the benefits. Because some of the benefits can show up to you in the short term. And the prices you're paying for these decisions show up years or decades later. And before abundance manifests in a tangible way of life, they need to manifest in your mind. Having that visionary uh, mindset and having your subconscious really turn on to what the abundance is that you're looking for is so very important. Now, oftentimes there's a scarcity mindset around, I'm only one person. And um, this particular week that we're we're doing the show, we will have completed um, our third seminar down in San Diego at Clemmer and Associates called "Heart of the Samurai." Now that workshop actually deals with shattering, completely shattering that scarcity mindset, and underscoring the value that one individual has that they can make in this world and make a difference to their community. So it's shattering that abundant mindset and having clarity around the passion and the conviction around making a difference in this world. And that's what that six-day seminar is all about. Now, one of the things that people come up against when it comes to abundance is they think they're not enough, not enough customers, not enough time, not enough money. Let's shatter that, that scarcity mindset and move ourselves on into abundance. We're going to take a break right now, and when we come back, we're going to take on one of my very favorite tra- traits, keeps me busy every day, and that's the compassionate samurai trait of boldness. Stay with us.
3: business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network does your organization lack proper leadership we're not necessarily talking about experience but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today sometimes the people we lead no more old ways don't work anymore and the comfort zone just becomes too easy listen for out of the comfort zone with dr wanda wallace We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Your entrepreneurial vision has taken hold. Your business is growing. It's everything you hoped for. Or is it? With growth comes bigger headaches more hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more employees to manage, more plates to juggle, and more demands on your time. Get off that merry-go-round now. Tune in to the Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. You'll meet street-smart entrepreneurs and business leaders sharing their success stories as well as practical solutions to the unique challenges faced by growing companies. Heard every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: listening to the compassionate samurai business hour to reach kathy fairbanks or her guests today please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790 again that's 1-866-472-5790 if you'd rather send an email the email address is kathy at compassionate samurai show.com now back to the compassionate samurai business hour
2: Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and today we're talking about the 10 traits of a compassionate samurai. We are now on trait number nine, and it's one of my favorite traits, and it has to deal with boldness. Now, I happen to be a big basketball fan. I am from Southern Indiana, and if you're not a, a basketball fan, you can be left out of the mix a lot in Southern Indiana. One of my favorite quotes is from Michael Jordan and it sits on my desk in a little, little metallic frame. And it says, don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid not to try. I love that quote. Absolutely love it. Now, sometimes when we think of boldness, we often think of courage. And I reflect often about the, the lion in the Wizard of Oz. And I know Brian brought, Brian Clemmer brought that to my attention, uh, one day. And that is, Kathy, you know, that lion had it in him the whole time. Well, of course we know that. And, He just didn't have to display courage until it was his time to do so. So your question is, is it time for you to do so? I found myself in a, I'm going to call it fortunate position in many ways, where four years ago, four and a half years ago, when our mentor, our founder of the company passed away unexpectedly. And I was in a position of how am I going to continue on working in the corporate training arena without my mentor. And one of the things that I realized very quickly, very effectively was I can't fill Brian Clemmer's shoes. I'm very clear about that. But in a split second, I got a bold, bold declaration within my soul that said, hmm, I can fill a bigger pair of my own shoes. So when it comes to boldness, what are the bigger pair of your very own shoes you're looking to step into? It's not always going to be easy, but a compassionate samurai actually eats problems every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They don't let the problems or the obstacles stand in your way just because it's not the way you thought it was going to look. One of the key things that we say at Clemmer & Associates is danger is always an opportunity to awaken your courage. And you can confront that danger or opportunity head-on. It's not necessarily an easy thing to do, but it definitely helps you build the muscle memory. Now, one of the things that people will shy away from in terms of boldness, it may be that they're suffering from low self-esteem or low self-worth. It's possible they were told that they weren't going to amount to anything when they grew up or they're not well-educated enough to run a company start their own business. Well, one of the things the president of Clemmer and Associates said to me, I asked her one time about how do I help and assist or support our students in really shattering that destructive um, negative self-worth image. And she said, you know, Kathy, one of the best tools for doing that is support our students in building evidence around their own self-worth building the evidence with the goals that they're able to get where well, that's where boldness steps in. If you are looking to build the company, you can start out in a small, Basis. You don't have to go for the gusto all in one bite. That's where eating the elephant, right? One bite at a time is key. It reminds me often of the, the old David and Goliath story, uh, where David took on the giant Goliath. And, uh, in business, we're, we're slaying giants every single day. And David actually went out and practiced courage before he ever got to Goliath. He practiced courage by taking on a bear or a wolf. David also inspected what kind of rewards he was going to get if he was able to slay the giant. And he also looked to a support group. So I would challenge all of you, where are you practicing In order to grow your business, where are you also keeping the rewards and the goals right in top of mind? And then also, where are you tapping into your support group? The next area that David focused on, and you would do the same in your business, is to focus on your strengths and make sure you're not copying someone else's strength. And, of course, connecting and networking with others to help you move your business along would be key, key components of moving forward. So now we're down to our last and final trait of a compassionate samurai. And compassionate samurai are satisfied without being settled. Average people, they're settled Without being satisfied. Now, this is where knowledge comes into play. One of my favorite quotes is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it says, Shall I tell you a secret of a true scholar? It is this. Every man I meet is my master in some point, and in that I learn from him. So being a lifelong learner, whether you're taking the subway into work or whether you're picking up a new book or listening to an audible book, lifelong learning, I think really scores and underscores that zest in life. We get to breathe differently as we're learning and growing and there is no age barrier To knowledge. We get to learn something new every single day. I reflect back of, um, my husband's 81, our 91 year old grandfather. He was still reading a book or two every single day until the end. I was inspired by that. Now, one of the things in seminar that we often ask our students would be, what are they settling to? And this kind of shakes out the branches of knowledge. And we often reflect back and ask our students, do dogs like bones? So if you have a dog, you'd be asking yourself right now, do dogs like bones? And you might, of course, say, well, yes, Kathy, of course, dogs like bones. In seminar, we're going to challenge that premise. We're actually going to suggest that dogs don't like bones at all. They actually like steak. And what they've been settling for are bones. And if you feed a dog bones long enough, they'll start to think they like bones. Now, in seminar, we're going to suggest that you take this out into your real life. Where in your business are you settling for the bones when you could be going for the steak? Maybe it's a little bit more knowledge that you're looking for, a little bit more expertise. It might be... Aligning your team up with integrity and honesty and focus and boldness. But really take on the challenge of bones and stake, and figuring it out how you can be satisfied without ever settling. That's a key to your successful journey as a compassionate samurai. Now, what I'd like to leave you with today is regardless of your job or position, you are in a position to make a real difference in this world. If you'd like more information about how to develop these compassionate samurai traits, I'd encourage you to go to www.climmer.com, and Klemmer is spelled K-L-E-M-M-E-R. Now, on that website, you'll also see 52 leadership lessons that you can use for your team, which is our gift to you. So, click on those 52 weekly leadership lessons. Start your Compassionate Samurai journey with us today. I've been honored to be with you today. I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Until next week. (music)
1: Thank you for tuning into our show. You can hear the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, be sure to take action and create your own success.